When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, sometimes emergency shows are happy times, like getting Russ or having a new coach in Nathaniel Hackett, and sometimes they absolutely suck. This, of course, is one of the ones that absolutely sucks. Uh, news coming down that we kind of expected today, guys, uh, that Javante Williams, not just a torn ACL, but a torn LCL and a torn PCL as well. Uh, just absolutely brutal news for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I think it's actually even worse news that, than really anyone expected. Um, you know, that the medical doctors online last night were saying that it uh, that it what that they thought it might not be an ACL, and in fact, it is that, and just a brutal injury for Javante Williams, who is one of the stars of the team, one of the key pieces of this team, and honestly, one of the best running backs in the NFL since he came into the league at the start of the 2021 season. Just a huge blow for this team. We have Henry. <laughs> All I don't right, think well, so. He, he's uh, that bummed. He's frozen. Yeah, he's 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 yeah. speechless. Uh, this is this is you know one of those things that I think is hard to even explain how how much it matters to this Broncos offense. And the real chance here is that they have to change what they want to do on offense. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who are finding the silver lining in this, which is, okay, now you have to let Russ cook. I have a lot of people in my mentions saying, hey, you know, this is a, this is a quarterback league. you got to lean on your quarterback. But that's not what they spent all of training camp working on, and that's not what they hired Nathaniel Hackett to come here and do. They didn't plan on running, you know, uh, West Coast spread or anything like that. They planned on, you know, I guess they did a little bit, but they planned on getting under center and running wide zone, working play action off of that. And obviously the elephant in the room is that the person who you actually signed as an insurance policy for this has become the opposite of insurance. He's become a massive liability. And it's actually not four fumbles in four games. It's five fumbles in five games, um, which is just shocking. So this is this is one of those things that, like I said, I don't think you can even really put put into words how much of an impact this has. And the Broncos now have a massive dilemma on their hands. They do. They have a massive dilemma. And, and unfortunately, it starts this Thursday. We're talking three days from now. We're talking the rest of this season. And as a lot of commenters saying, it wasn't actually a PCL that he tore. Uh, it was the posterior lateral corner, uh, which someone in the comments saying is actually worse than that. And so it does have long term, uh, long, longer term questions and concerns about is Javante Williams going to be able to be the same player that he was? I mean, he played with so much force. He played with so much power. And that was what made him great. Since he entered the league, no one has averaged more yards after contact. I believe that he leads the league in broken tackles since he got in the game. He put so much stress on his body. And I think we, we have a lot of people wondering about that. And I think that's a fair thing to wonder. So, Ryan, you have questions about 72 hours from now. You have questions about the rest of the season. 
then you have questions about the next couple of years because, man, it looked like the Broncos were set up so well for success with Javante Williams at running back for the next couple of years. Yeah, it. I mean, it just sucks. Now there's just so many questions. I mean, who's going to carry the ball? Are you going to feed Melvin Gordon? You probably have to at this point. What options do you even have to trade for somebody? Is it worth it to trade for somebody? Because odds are, in terms of a runner, you're not going to get a better runner than Melvin Gordon. You're just going to get somebody who you know is more likely to hold on to the ball. And when you have so few picks this year, you're already thinking like, oh, it'd be nice to be able to draft another running back considering Melvin's contract's done, Javante's up in the air. You you just have a very limited ability to patch this because there really is no way to, to replace Javante in the first place. It's just a, a tough situation. Well, l- let's get into that. And quickly, just a, uh, uh, a show uh, programming note. We're going to do a quick show here. Just wanted to get out there and talk to you guys. Obviously, everyone's uh, having a bad start to their Monday. We wanted to come in. Uh, chat with you guys for a few minutes and then we'll also still be doing our show at five o'clock um i also think we this was accidentally scheduled for 12 p.m so people are like oh or 12 a.m so people are like oh midnight show but no uh so we'll be back with you guys around five o'clock um and we're going to re- try to go it really quick. We're going to, for the programming note, we're going to try to go as quickly after we talk to nathaniel hackett as possible so maybe stay tuned a little before five as well perfect as for replacing Javante I think this is a very tough position for the Broncos to be in and I honestly believe it's going to be a large and healthy dose of Melvin Gordon I essentially think that they are going to close their eyes and cross their fingers and say kind of what Henry said last night which is like Melvin is already over his season average for fumbles now that does not guarantee anything but when you're in a desperate situation, which they are currently in, you kind of have to just cross your fingers and say, Hey, obviously it's not just crossing your fingers. It's coaching. It's all that stuff, but it's not like Melvin has been in his career and how to hold on to fall. Um, But that being said, I just think that that Melvin is going to eventually be their answer. I don't think people like that answer, but he is a lot better as a running back also as a pass protector um, than anything you're going to find on the open market right now. Now, could you make a trade? Sure. I just don't foresee that for the Broncos. And so uh, I'm just kind of trying to prepare people here. And I'm curious if you guys agree with me. I think Javon, or I think Melvin Gordon now becomes your number one running back. Without a doubt. He, he has to be. Look, you have a game in three days from now. You're not bringing someone from someone else's practice squad or signing a free agent right now and having them start and get the majority of reps. Could it be Mike Boone? Sure, it could be. But what have we seen this season? The coaching staff, despite Melvin fumbling in the first game, despite three fumbles coming into this game, who got the first carry after Javante Williams, who, who was your starter? It was Melvin Gordon. So they have said Melvin Gordon, despite the fumbling issues, which which we've known coming into this year, which we knew coming into yesterday. They knew that he had those fumbling issues. They still said he was a better option than Mike Boone. So it's going to be Melvin Gordon and the coaching staff is just going to have to tell him maybe before every single snap, whatever you do, hold on to the ball, whatever you do, maybe don't fight for extra yards. That's going to be a very interesting conversation. Do they tell him that Uh, if you get hit at four yards and you think that, that they're going to be going for the ball, which by the way, they're going to be going for the ball more than ever now. 
You just have to go down, take the four yards, and live another day. Don't try to be Javante Williams. Don't try to get seven yards. Don't try to extend plays. Just go down. The philosophy in which he approaches the game is going to have to change, but him being in the game isn't going to change. In fact, it's only going to go up. Yeah, I think it has to. You just look through the free agents, and I mean, there's there's nobody you want to give the ball to. Like, there's nobody who you want to even take touches from Mike Boone for. Like, you're talking about Kalen Balaj or Puka Williams, Devontae Freeman, Corey Clement. Like, it's a uh, there is nothing out there unless you're willing up to give up some draft picks you don't have. So yeah, it has to be Melvin. It yeah. It just has to be. And if this, if, if we knew a month ago that Melvin was going to be the, the primary back this season, I would have been fine with it. I would have said, yeah, he's, he's a good running back. You're still, you still have um, at, at least an average NFL starter. And you can't complain too much about that. After seeing these last few weeks though, it's there, there is no worse time for a team to have to make Melvin Gordon, their number one back. It's it's so true. It's so true. And and the I guess the positive spin is that this is a really awesome opportunity for Melvin to turn the narrative around. Um, he's going to get the ball a bunch. He's going to have a chance to make game winning plays for the Broncos. Um, the human side of me is like looking at that as like, wow, what a comeback story. If Melvin Gordon ends up having a fantastic season from here on out and, you know, without having to worry about Javante or whatever, splitting carries. And obviously Mike Boone's going to be in there too, but he just unlocks himself in a different way. And, you know, the pain he felt last night turns him around and all that stuff. Like that's, that's what I'm looking at as the upside of this. Um, The downside is like, I don't even want to see what Twitter or anywhere looks like after Melvin Gordon, you know, potentially fumbles the ball again, which with increased usage, you almost have to assume is going to happen at least once throughout the rest of the season. So uh, it's a tough situation. Quickly, two names that are coming up a lot in the comments. The first one is Divino Zigbo. See if you guys agree with me. I assume he gets called up pretty immediately from the practice squad and will be on on the roster this, this Thursday. Of course, without a doubt. Yeah, I guess only because it's a Thursday game. If it was a Sunday game, I think they'd probably find a running back somewhere else. Yeah, and you know, we'll see. He he was the best uh, of the Broncos reserves in the preseason. Uh, he had a very low bar to clear, you know, from Tyreek McAllister and what was the other guy's name, Scotty something or something like that. Uh, yeah. He was the best, and that's why he's you know he's still around, and those guys aren't. Uh, we'll see what happens. The other one. And this one is the number one name that's coming up all across Broncos country, and, and that's Philip Lindsay. First and foremost, the Denver Broncos literally cannot sign Philip Lindsay this week. You are not allowed to sign players mm-hmm. off of the practice squad of a team that you are playing that week. So not an option at all right now. Second of all, we talked about this a little bit last night. Philip Lindsay has not been the same player uh, that he was his first two years since he left Denver, especially. Um, and that's, you know, that's just the truth of it. Third thing I'll say, though, is that as a third option, there might be some value into bringing him in. Now, again, you cannot do it this week, um, but you're kind of living on a prayer for whatever you, whatever move you make here, unless, again, you are going to make uh, a trade for someone. 
is the is the Philip Lindsay prayer one that I would be willing to take a flyer on? It absolutely is, and it's you know maybe there maybe he plays better when he puts on a Broncos uniform because it means more to him. Um, maybe you know he regathers the way he looked in that Rich Gangarello offense. Like again, living on a prayer here, but for a third option, which is the low uh, the low end of whoever you bring in here. Um, I'd be willing to take that risk on Philip Lindsay, but he's not the, especially and not to mention never fumbles, but he's not the, the answer to the Broncos problems, at least in most outcomes of, if you. It's just about realistic expectations. If you want to sign Philip Lindsay and Ryan, like you said, it's a third, it's a fourth running back option. I mean, you may bring him in, cut him and bring him back on your practice squad in a week. Like that's kind of the role that he would have uh, because and, and and I get why everyone wants him. He's the hometown kid. Not only a great story, feel good story, but when he was with the Broncos, he was really darn good. Except at the end, he kind of fell off. And then remember this: last year, the Broncos cut him. George Payton cut him. So it's not like it's an entirely new regime here that would bring him in. It's George Payton that moved on from him. And then you also had many other teams say no. And right now. The, the Broncos, or 31 other teams, say that they don't want him because they could sign him. I guess 30 teams could sign him this week outside of the Broncos. Um, so 30 teams have still said no to him. Uh, but, Ryan, if you want to bring him in as a third option, you just have to have realistic expectations that he's not coming in and playing the, the first game that he'd be eligible and starting against the, the Chargers in two weeks from now. So, sure, that's fine. There, there's two other more names that are being thrown out here, and we actually had a super chat on one of them coming in uh Pick from craze king one he says is it time to re-sign Devonte booker lmao uh a lot of people actually in the comments i was surprised to see a lot of people kind of pulling for Devonte again i mean the, these are all guys where melvin gordon is the better option than these guys and what the coaching staff has told us is even with the fumbling issues melvin gordon is a better uh option than mike boone and I could get behind Devontae Booker a little bit more than Phil just because he plays special teams. Like that third back, it's the same reason why, you know, is it Phil or is it Carryon Johnson? Well, Carryon Johnson's a massive man who can play on the on the kick team and can play on the kick return team and do some of that sort of stuff. And Devontae Booker, that's what he was best at when he was here. Um, I don't think he's the best option, but because the options are what they are, he honestly might not be that far off. Yeah, and – Again, you know, the best case I can make for Phil is that he, you know, you're kind of trying to recapture the magic, right? Like what happened when Philip Lindsay came to Denver is he was undrafted free agent. He wins the starting job. Eventually he rushes for a thousand yards. He becomes a pro bowler in his rookie season. First ever undrafted rookie running back to be a pro bowler in his first season. Like that was magic. Right. Um, And obviously Phil was a capable player. That's your that's what you're going for. You're saying, Hey, let's try and recapture the magic and worst case scenario. Who's our third. But like you said, Henry, not as experienced on special teams. Like I said, when he was last night, when he was trying to make the team as a rookie, he did uh, contribute a little bit on special teams until they decided he was too valuable to do so. Which is kind of funny considering the conversation now, uh, but an option, the options are slim. Uh, so maybe going for recapturing the magic is worth it. Um, last thing I want to talk about with you guys here is the outlook for Javante. Like we mentioned, that ended up, I mean, last night we were talking about potentially being better than it looked. It ended up being worse than it looked. Do we have any sort of timeline, Zach, on what 
that recovery is going to look like? I mean, my my initial looking around, it seems like uh, you, you can't really count on him for the beginning of next year, certainly training camps in question. And that's just what's such a bummer, especially when you suffer an injury in week four. Most of the time you can say, okay, the bad news is that you're not going to have him for the rest of the season. The good news is he'll be ready to go next year. And certainly not the off-season program things because th- this is like he tore everything and his knee, which is just so heartbreaking and, and just is is so awful. Um, So we'll, we'll get a better idea potentially talking from Nathaniel Hackett, but it really does seem like next year is still going to be up in the air, specifically the beginning. Just brutal, just absolutely brutal. Uh, And the last question I have for you guys is your initial feeling. Does this change the amount of wins that you think the Broncos will get the rest of the year? Henry? Definitely. Mm, that's a tough one. Um, I think it probably does. You know, I had him as well after losing that game. I think I would have had him winning nine games, either nine or ten. I still think that nine's probably the number. M- maybe that drops down to eight without Javante. Um, we'll, we'll see. I say probably. It probably does. Yeah, it, I think it does as well. I mean. Now, to me, it's more looking at the combination of Javante Williams and Tim Patrick. Like, you've now lost a big part of what you thought was going to be your offense um, in in probably, you know, two of your five best players on offense. And that's going to affect anyone. The only other, the only, like, silver lining that I see people out there trying to grasp for is this means more throwing for Russ. Um, but that means you have to protect Russ a lot better than you have and and we haven't seen a lot of evidence that that's going to happen maybe you get Quinn Miners back maybe you get Billy Turner back and that makes a difference for you but it's hard to imagine uh you know things just seamlessly working from a pass protection standpoint when you're going to take away a bit of your run threat so uh you know you hope that Russ can uh can dig dig deep and find some magic for you because that's essentially what you need to happen at this point yeah, but just remember that yesterday was really bad from in terms of a pass protection standpoint. It, it That was the worst it's been. It hasn't been that bad in the first three games. It, it hasn't been great either. Uh, but this is all going to come down to the, the impact of losing Javante is all going to come down to how much, uh, one, Nathaniel Hackett wants to change the offense and truly just let Russ take over, uh, which I know he doesn't want to do. He, he's preached that a lot, wanting balance, and I understand that. But he's now going to have to if the Broncos goes what want want to eliminate the 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 impact of this loss and then two it's going to come down to how good is Russ uh and just how is he the MVP level that he was at the beginning of the season a couple of years ago or is he regressed like the Seattle Seahawks believe we're really going to find that out this year yep we'll talk more about this and everything else going on with the Broncos uh during our live show later today so come hang out with us then somewhere between 4 30 and 5 o'clock is when we expect to happen right after uh or close to after the broncos press conference when we'll get some more information from nathaniel hackett that is going to wrap it up for us right now thanks to everyone who commented and we'll talk to you guys in a little bit Rolled out the truck and took a country drive now understand that you need some time Flying cotton would stick 